Hello, welcome back to Girls Gone Healthy. I hope that you're having an incredible day, moving your body, sweating it out, and now you're about to learn all about macros. We're answering all of your questions about how do I start tracking my macros? What do beginners mess up with tracking macros? What do people struggle with? When do I know how to change what I'm eating? And everything that you've wondered, and we have no one better than Eve coming on today. Eve created her own macro certification program, and so she brings us through her journey and how you can start tracking today. So I'm so excited for you to listen. But before we dive in, if you're new here, be sure to subscribe. We have twice a week podcasts come out. And then if you've been here before, please re- leave a review. It is so helpful. It's really quick. If you're on the Apple app, just hit write a review, leave it real quick, and I will really appreciate it. So let's jump on into this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're joined by Eve Guzman, and she's an internationally acclaimed nutritionist, business coach, public speaker, and People Magazine Half Their Size Ambassador, who has personally lost more than 150 pounds. She's the founder of the Macro Membership Program, a macro nutrition certification and business coaching membership, where she turns personal trainers, health coaches, and nutritionists into macro experts. Thanks so much for joining us today, Eve. Thank you. Yeah, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about your background. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I know where to start. I've got so many like inner inner stories that connect together. But basically when it comes to like the weight loss aspect, I have lost 150 pounds. <laughs> it's like a, a huge thing to bite off when people, you know, say that. But um, I've lost 150 pounds, which is half my body weight. And I had been overweight my entire life. So childhood obesity you know, starting my first diet secretly in my bedroom at the age of 14, like trying to work out, exercise, eat less Debbie cakes, like all that jazz. But I was inspired by People Magazine to hit the big goal of half my body weight when I saw, I think starting in like 2011, they're like half their size issue. So I would buy them every year. And I got to the point where I was losing a little bit of weight. And I was like, well, why not lose like half my size, which wasn't like a, you know, crazy, um, you know, obsessive goal, because I was almost 300 pounds, and I'm only five feet and half of an inch. So it was extremely reasonable for me to get like in a normal body composition type of zone. But I set out to lose all of that weight. And I eventually did. That's awesome, which is I mean, that's a whole journey right there, right? It's a lot of dedication, huge lifestyle changes to get there. So that's awesome. But what was the tipping point for you to decide to start on this journey? Probably like everybody else, they look in the mirror, trying a whole bunch of clothes and they hate the way they look or nothing fits. So for me, it was like in a dressing room in a store, I was looking for jeans. And then the only thing I could find were like the mom elastic jeans. That's what I called them, like the pull on jeans. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. I'm like, I'm young. I can't do this. And I ended up trying like almost 20 pairs of jeans on and I left with nothing. And I was like, I've got to do something. So it was just like, you know, the ultimate point of just being sick and tired. Yeah, no, definitely. Because it's hard to right when it's a little (laughs) thing to add up over time. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, this isn't working for me anymore. 
And so I know that now, you know, you work a bunch with macros. What was your introduction to that? Was that something that you found at the very beginning of your weight loss journey? Is it something that you kind of did on and off? How did you start tracking? Yeah, I wish I would have found it in the beginning. I would have been more successful faster because for me, I ended up creating my own program for myself because I was trying like all the fad diets and I couldn't stick to them. Like I was doing Weight Watchers, which isn't really a fad diet. I mean, it's like a caloric restriction diet, slim fast, food replacement things, packaged foods, lean cuisine, everything was like low calorie and not enough food or disgusting food. So I would cheat, but I started off with like just tracking my food and then calorie counting. And then I really got to the point where I started changing my body composition, which is like a huge goal for me. Because a lot of people think, oh, when you lose 100 pounds, amazing. When you lose 100 pounds, you don't have like this brand new body all, you know, completely underneath. Um, it's usually just a smaller version of yourself. And you're looking to get like more definition, more shape, tone. Um, I didn't have that body underneath. And so I had to start to change the way that I was eating. And then I found macros. So I think I found macro tracking in like late 2013 on Instagram. And I had been like, you know, writing down how many protein, carbs and fats I was eating, but I wasn't setting a goal. I wasn't really doing the research to have, you know, how to have how much of what, but it, I thought it was like a new fad diet, but I'm like, but it's not because it's washing calorie intake and it's like the appropriate number of calories. And I'm like, well, maybe I should try it and start to be more exact on the kinds of calories I was eating. And then I started doing a lot of research, started following a bunch of big names, and then just really took off for me doing self-experimentation. Yeah, that's awesome because, you know, you kind of stumbled into it by being like, well, I've tried everything else. Like, let's try this too. But it's almost like everything else was harder than just doing the thing of tracking what you're eating instead of learning, okay, how many lean cuisines should I be eating? Like, how do I ration out these proportions? You know, it's actually like learning the nutrition behind it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was like real nutrition. You know, I had to go like full circle and then come back to doing what I should have done. Yeah, well, that's awesome that I mean, you finally found it because I know that, you know, the people listening here, they might not have ever tracked calories before macros before. And it's, you know, it's always nice to hear like how someone else did it and how they found it in their journey too. Cause it's usually not something that you start with either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what does your eating look like now? You know, it's been a few years since you did that lose half your size. Is it something that you're still trying to pursue weight loss or have you changed how you're eating? What does that look like? Oh yeah. I've drastically changed how um, I've been eating. So, I mean, I've been macro tracking since Late 2013 to late 2014, I started it in the beginning, like most people, kind of strict, like super clean macro tracking, like let me eat the brown rice, let me eat the sweet potatoes. Um, I went through like all the like oatmeal and tilapia and chicken breast phase. And also because I had became a competitor in 2015. So I started training to be a figure um, competitor, did a lot of shows between 2016 and 2017, but I noticed with the last couple of shows, I was starting to feel like these are, this is feeling like dieting. And of course I was like to get lean enough to get on the stage, but I was like, I'm eating like I was when I was miserable before. And I'm like, I keep seeing everybody doing like the, if it fits your macros. And this was 2016 became like really popular. 
And I'm like, well, what's to say if I don't start, you know, switching out some of these macros and have like half of a donut with my coffee instead of whatever the rice cake, or what about a little bit of chocolate? So I ended up doing my last two preps, eating chocolate every single day. I got nationally qualified. And then I really set out in the nutrition programs that I was creating for women, not only to get them to track macros where they get to choose their foods, but really do like the 80-20, where it's 80% clean, 20% fun. Because I was even seeing with people that were macro tracking really strict, they would quit because they thought I can't have this, I can't have that good foods, bad foods. And so I focused on them mixing it because I noticed when people were having a little bit of something every day, then they were less likely to binge once they had the chocolate, the wine, the piece of whatever, the taco. And so I pretty much still eat 80-20, like for the past five years. I can tell you yesterday I went to sushi, which was a Sunday. On Saturday, I had like a couple of drinks. And on Friday night, it was unplanned. I went out to eat. I think we went out to eat another night. I eat chocolate every day. I've still pretty much maintained most of the weight I've lost, except about maybe like eight to 10 pounds. Um, only because I'm not competing and stuff anymore. But for me to even go on a diet now, it's hard. I spent so long losing weight. I got to this average, comfortable size. I have so much body confidence. I don't even feel like dieting anymore, but I track macros, whether it's in my fitness pal or intuitively. And chocolate every day is non-negotiable. I love that. And I really like what you mentioned too, with, you know, you have some clients who start macro counting, but they're too strict about it, right? And they want to be on 100% of the time. And so it's kind of like, you know, you have to change your approach to it too. You have to change your approach to eating because just saying like, okay, you're going to track it now. It doesn't mean it's going to be healthier or work for you if you don't actually change, you know, the balance that you have with it. Yeah, absolutely. Like when we are looking at our clients' food logs, if I go in and it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, And it's 100% clean, you know, I'll message my clients and I'm like, so what you've logged is great. You're hitting all your macros. You're right on track, but everything is actually too clean. Like I want you to have a glass of wine this weekend. I want you to go to a bakery in the morning, get the croissant, the donut, whatever, but we'll make sure that it's really about lifestyle and them just not working hardcore to hit these goals and, you know, take all of the fun out of what they're doing. Yeah, no, so important too. And then you know, you went on to start your own certificate program, which is also, you know, a huge task. What was missing from the macro space that your program does that you're like, I couldn't find that from somewhere else? Oh my God, everything. (laughs) So like I said, I started like so much self-experimentation on myself in 2013 that when I started teaching macros to clients or one of the clients that were working with me, In 2015, after my husband was like my very first macro client, I was noticing that a lot of the things that I was trying on my clients by doing research, reading studies, just spending so much time in literature that there wasn't a place where people could learn what I was learning. Like people were just winging it as a macro coach. They were putting macros out there. Their clients were getting stuck. They were having them in deficits forever. They were, they were becoming metabolically adapted, hormonally imbalanced. And so I had coaches coming to me and they're like, you're the macro queen, heard you've lost all this weight. And this was 2018. Um, They're like, I can't get my clients to lose weight. Can you teach me? Like, I'll pay you by the hour. And so coaches were paying me 
to get on little Zoom sessions. And I would teach them everything I knew. And then I was like, this stuff isn't anywhere. And it's just years of me compiling it together. And so I noticed that in the macro space, there were like general certifications that said they included macros, but it was like the basics. Most of the certifications have like an eight page chapter on macros. And it's almost, I would say like high school level nutrition. Um, and that's not, that's not to hate out there on these certificates because I've got mine, I got mine to them too, but it was like, what is protein? This is what protein is. And then most people need 10 to 35% of their calories is protein. Well, how does that help a macro coach? I mean, that's literally all they learn, what it is, how to get it in this huge range. Um, they didn't know how to create macros for people who were like um, going through menopause, how to create them for women that had lost their periods, how to create them for competitors, how to do it for people who had hypothyroidism. And so I combined macro-based nutrition and business mentorship where they came out at the end with a certificate. And so I didn't see it anywhere. So I literally rushed to create it as soon as I had this moment driving on the highway to like an event. And I was like, I got to create this. And so I made it. Yeah. So basically like, you know, you're like, I can help people with this because I struggled with it. And then, I mean, you also have your background in laboratory science. So I'm sure that kind of played a part in it too. And so, you know, when you first start working with someone, first time ever tracking macros, what do you see is usually the issue that people have or what are they doing wrong? Top two things are probably they're not tracking all their BLTs, their bites, their licks and their tastes, which can be anywhere from like 100 to 400 calories. Or they're like, oh, that doesn't matter. But if you've got five of those things in a day, it adds up. And then number two, um, with macro tracking is when someone is starting and they see like all this, if it fits your macro stuff and people eating these huge chocolate chip cookies and they're like, oh, I fit, you know, four or five slices of pizza into my macros. They think when they start day one, it's going to be that easy. And so a lot of people start without thinking they've got to cook at least half their food and thinking, oh, I can just eat out like everybody else. But they haven't realized that easy is earned and people have gotten really strategic to eat some of those funner foods and they're not eating them all day, every day. So those are probably the top two things I see. Yeah. No, I never thought about it like that. You know, it kind of gets easier over time. So then later on is when, you know, the pizza and stuff like that can be easier to add in. But yeah, you know, definitely at the beginning, it's like anything else, right? Learning a new skill where it's probably easier if you're cooking it yourself and you see what goes into it to be tracking and things like that. So much easier. Yeah. And then with the things like I love the BLT, the bite like taste, because uh, I'm a huge snacker. Like I feel like I spend my whole day <laughs> going around snacking. Is that something that you usually try to help people cut out? Or is it just something that you want people to be more aware of and make sure that they're tracking that in too? Yeah, having the awareness and then tracking it. And then if they are someone that is like a big time snacker, like I used to snack a lot and it was because I wasn't getting at least two good solid meals in where it was vegetable, carbohydrate and protein. So the biggest thing that we see with people that are snacking is they may be lacking protein. And so when they're lacking it, their body is craving some of the stuff. It's not all like this addiction of, oh my God, I'm addicted to sweets. Your body is trying to fill the void when you're not getting all of the macronutrients in. And then sometimes it starts to crave carbs, which is like one of the easiest macros to eat. 
So we try to cre create awareness and almost make it like, okay, you get this set snack versus you've got seven different snacks. So most of our clients will eat two or three major meals and then two snacks a day. But as long as they're hitting their total macros in a 24 hour time frame, we don't care how many total meals there are for the day. Yeah. And then how often do you think that someone needs to be adjusting their meal plans? How often do you think people need to like go in and reevaluate your goals? Is this something that's always changing or do you recommend people, you know, have their plan, stick with it for a certain amount of time and see if that works or not? Yeah. So it does need to be reevaluated and adjusted when it comes to both calories and or macros. So there, and I see like two extremes of this. I see people that have their plans adjusted way too quickly, way too frequently, where the coach or the person is just, I guess I'll say anxious, um, and they're jumping the gun on adjustments, or I'll see people where it goes like way too long. So typically with someone that is getting their macro set for the very first time and they're a beginner, they probably don't need any tweaks to their calories or macros for two or three weeks, maybe four, just depending on did they come in knowing how many calories they were already eating. After that, it's going to be every couple weeks. Um, but I see some people um, changing their macros every week and they're not giving their body enough time to respond. Usually you need two weeks minimum in between making a call. Do I need to um, adjust macros up or down or do I need to change calories up or down? On the other end, what I see is people in a deficit for four, five, six months, no carb cycling, no changes to macros, and they're just in this like long, dirty, dark deficit for months on end. Yeah. No, because I feel like that's kind of the struggle of like, where's that balance in between that even like I still struggle with all the time because it's like, you know, you want to be patient. So it's easy to be like, okay, I'll just stick with this for a while, even if it's not working or be like, okay, I'm going to try this and this. And like, it just always keeps changing. So it's kind of like, you know, I like that few week period of like, give it time, <laughs> but also like, you don't have to stick with something just because you started it. Yeah, absolutely. And then what do you think is like the hardest part about learning macros? Is it the beginning, like we talked about the beginner or yeah, I'd just love to hear what you think is the hardest part. I think it's the tracking, the, the actual like art or the task of tracking is the hardest. I think the very first week is the hardest. Um, most people go in super excited and the first day can kill them. And I have to like remind them, you'll be super excited, ready to start like the kid, you know, for the first day of school, new, new backpack, new tennis shoes. And then you realize it can be um, a little bit exhausting and like figuring out the puzzle piece type of stuff, but that's just day one. And it's because people are really excited, but they forget about the puzzle piece part where you have to go in and plan your meals. You have to do the macro Tetris, see what fits right. Cause you can have anything, but do you need to have two servings of something? Can you only have half to make it fit? And so a lot of people get overwhelmed with the tracking in the beginning and then they want to give up because honestly it takes about 15 minutes per day total um, for people that are newer to track their meals. And that's like two to three minutes per tracking. 
But my fitness pal and a lot of the apps start to memorize your favorite food. So it gets faster and faster and faster. And so I, I tell a lot of people, if you can get that first week on, on there, you know, done. And even if you're just over a little bit, under a little bit, it gets faster and faster and faster. You know, definitely easy is earned, but that's probably the most frustrating part, especially if people eat and then they track and they're like, oh my God, that cookie had 18 grams of fat. I had no idea, but it's also because people are learning to track, um, learning how to piece it together, and they're realizing the content of the foods they've been eating every day. And it's not that they can't have that cookie. There might be another cookie that might taste pretty similar, but maybe it has seven or eight grams of fat less, but they start to have, they have to start to realize, oh, maybe I should switch from this brand to this one, and then this stuff is going to fit. But it's usually that first week and then people are like, I got it. <laughs> yeah, no, because it is learning two completely different things at once. Because when you're going into it now that you know what type of macros you need to hit, well, you don't even know what you were eating before, how that plays in. So you're learning that nutrition part and the tracking part. So yeah, it's definitely, you know, a lot, but that's great to hear that you know, once you get used to it more, I mean, people eat the same foods all the time anyways. So then you kind of get comfortable with it. That's it. Yeah. And then is there any one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with? Yeah, I would say that when people are like, well, how should I get started? What should I do? Because a lot of people are like, I don't know what to eat. I don't know how much to eat. I'm not at my goal, whether they're 50 pounds over or just, you know, five or 10 pounds over. I would say track your normal day and see what, what those calories are, what your food habits are like because that's what got me started. It wasn't just the fact of me being motivated by People Magazine. I had to actually look at what I was doing to be able to make the change. So it's almost like you've got to, you know, know where you're at to be able to assess, is it good? Is it bad? But it was eye opening for me. I was disgusted by the amount of like junk I was eating. Like when I added it up and I saw all the calories, all the sugar, the fat, and I'm like, I'm like just eating a bunch of snacks and fast food and looking at it with self-awareness. Like it's, it's almost like when people are like, I don't want a full length mirror in my house. I don't like to stand in front of it naked because I see all the imperfections, but it's almost like you just have to face yourself and start with a clean slate. But I would say track all your food without changing anything for a day or two and really look and see what you're eating and then compare it against like how many calories a day you should be eating. And that will, will usually get your wheels turning with motivation and where to get started. Yeah. No, I love that because I love what you're saying too. You're like, once I looked at it, you know, you're like, I'm eating the protein bars. I'm eating all these microwave meals that are supposed to be healthy, right? But then when you actually do the nutrients, it's like, okay, now I see, <laughs> right? Like you can't see it until you lay it out in front of you. So thank you so much for all of your advice. Thank you for coming on. Where can people find out more about you? Oh yeah, sure. So I'm on Instagram every single day. I'm committed to doing my stories seven days a week. <laughs> um, so on Instagram, everybody can find me at e Eve underscore fit chick. Find more about my program at gtransformationacademy.com. Um, I have a bunch of programs where I teach not only coaches how to do macros for other people, but for how to um, teach everyday people how to track and create their own macros. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor and take a screenshot right now and post it on your Instagram story. You can tag me at 
Girls Gone Healthy Podcast at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. Come say hi. Come say what's up. I'd love to connect with you and this would help support me to continue bringing you free content. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.